Hello and welcome to episode number 126 of the Nerd Pro Quote Podcast. The usual plugs apply. I have no idea whether people actually listen to the plugs or whether they skip, whether you guys skip past them. I don't know if any of you have actually checked out any of these shows that I always plug, but you should. Uh, Union Squared Slam on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. at the Bureau of General Services Queer Division. You can look that up. I'm I just I'm worn out on giving people the addresses. I have no idea whether this actually helps people or not, but uh, they are venues that I have perform at, performed at, will probably perform at in the future. A lot of people doing cool, creative things. Go support live art is what I'm saying. So Friday nights, a little living room comedy show at the Postmark Cafe. And also the Sunday night poetry open mic. Uh, well, the living room comedy show is 8 p.m. at the Postmark Cafe. That is free. Union Squirt Slam is a $5 cover. The Bower Poetry Club uh Sunday Poetry Open Mic, that is 8.30, hosted by Mason Granger, that I believe is a $10 cover, go check out all these things, there are more to come, more live shows, a couple of the older episodes of the podcast are going to be going up, at least one of them will be going up in the next couple days on the YouTube channel, I try to only put stuff on the YouTube channel when I have extra content, the next couple episodes that go up on the YouTube channel probably don't have any extra content so if you've already listened to those episodes there's nothing new probably going to be on the youtube channel but a couple of the episodes that are going to be going up soon do have some extra content so do check in on the youtube channel which is uh youtube.com just google uh google search for nerd pro quo or nerd pro quo podcast hit subscribe as always, hit us up on Twitter if you have any disagreements or comments. Uh, I know our former guest and sometimes sometimes co-host, Alternate Universe co-host, uh, Elio Lucero, has been hitting us up on Twitter at the at NerdProQuo on Twitter. Uh, thank you for that, L.E.L., for always responding. And uh, yeah, if you have any opinions, leave it in the comment section. I always do read them, even if uh, so far I have not actually responded to anything. But if you hit us up uh if you hit at Nerdproquo up on twitter i other justin and angelo and a lot of the other people may not answer your questions but i will always almost always try to answer your questions or deal with your comments even if it's hater aid i don't care uh yeah just do that uh this is part two of the super duper gigantic hostful with justin and angelo this is a very games heavy episode which I like because I don't really play games and it has been uh, woefully absent from the podcast in the past couple of months because I don't play video games regularly. So this is a very, very games heavy episode and then the next episode is going to be different stuff. And then that will be the third and final part of this ridiculously long hostful and then we will move on to other things. So in the meantime... Episode number 126 of the NerdProCo podcast, part three of the super duper ridiculously long hostful podcast. Get into it. Anyway, my tangent that I wanted to go on because we were go talking about horror. We talked about horror. We talked about zombies. I, think I know where this is going. Uh, I've been forcing. It didn't <laughs> start forcing, but now I'm forcing <sighs> Justin to play Resident Evil. God so, uh, fucking uh, damn it. Speaking oh, of have things. We, have we reached the hour of. 
video game talk. Jamie, you sit, ha- you sit your fucking about. ass down. I'm happy about. You sit your no, ass down. My podcast is fucking... very bereft of video game talk because <laughs> I don't play them really. Go have your hour. I'm gonna go get some I water. fucking hate He's your just leaving. Ass. He's not even sticking around for the time. I know, no, He's no. He's just going. This is important. We just have to carry this shit forward. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna dropkick you. Like, but, no, we, we were talking, and this is really important because I've been trying to interject this, like, several different points during the zombies, during the horror, during the point where we said that things were outlasting their welcome. Oh, my God, Jesus, Mary. So I wanna, I wanna, I wanna put this out there. Resident Evil 7. God fucking is largely considered by most people in the in the gaming universe to be a grand revival and a grand revival and artistic take on the Resident Evil genre that has totally revitalized the series. Justin's opinion. What what about the movie though? Uh, (laughs) I would rather. I think I would rather sit through the latest Resident Evil movie than play more. I feel like Resident Evil 7 is like the Resident Evil's Final Fantasy 15, which is, I just don't fucking get why it's so good. Yeah, like, okay, so here are a couple of things that like I struggle with with this. Um, I have a really big bone to pick with the most popular horror video games right now. The Outlasts, the Amnesias, games like that. Um, I feel like... A couple of things. One, I don't like puzzles. Uh, I don't think that puzzles and pixel bitching and searching for things, um, I don't think that helps tell a story. And once you start playing Resident Evil 7, you realize a couple of things. A lot of the answers to puzzles and obstacles are not nearly as intuitive as you would think that they were. Uh, and certain situations boil down to guess the game designer's intentions, which is so frustrating to me in a game like this. Um, two things makes that hard. One, guess the game designer's intentions is never a fun thing to do in any game. Two, in a game like Resident Evil where trial and error uh, that doesn't kill you uh, can actually cost you a significant amount of resources... Uh, guessing the game designer's intention and trying all these different things becomes an enormous pain in the ass. Uh, It makes the game a lot less fun. It doesn't increase my sense of suspense or terror or fear. It just makes me annoyed. Um, And I spent way more of this game annoyed than scared. Like, there were some great jump scares. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this is way scarier than even, like, Resident Evil 4. Like, what? Oh, well, Resident Evil 4 wasn't scary at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like this was... <clears throat> people are saying this is a response to the formula that got established <coughs> by Resident Evil 4. You know? Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 were basically action movies. You know? Um, and this was a horror movie again. To most people. You I can, just misheard you and heard Resident Evil Thor, and I would love. I to would. Play I would. Again. I would play that game. <laughs> it wouldn't be much like, of a game. It's like get the hammer, kill all the zombies, you win. Like, but like, um, uh, four, five, and six were all action games, you know. And people were like, we want Resident Evil that is horror again, and to an extent, Resident Evil Seven does that. Like, it is quote unquote scary again. Um. But at the same time, it's also 
like the campiest bullshit, you know? And people are like, campy is part of like the Resident Evil formula too. Uh, so like, I get that. But for me, outside of the jump scares, I'm not super terrified. No, no. And like, I, I am more terrified of Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh like, yeah, way scarier. Way, 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 way scarier. And scarier. that's nothing but jump scares. But like, I'm more terrified of that. I'm more terrified of like Silent Hill back in the day. You know, like it it doesn't really register very much on the scare o meter. And it's not it doesn't seem particularly fun as an action game either. Yeah. You know well, you know what it also is too? Um I'm gonna contrast this to my favorite horror game of of, of recent memory, which is Alien. Barbie's Horse Adventure. I mean that was horrifying for a whole different reason. <laughs> I didn't Barbie's horse, whatever the fuck. Um Alien Isolation is my favorite horror game in recent memory, and it's a couple of years old now. That's actually a fantastic game. I was going to bring up the only game that ever scared me was actually one of the original Alien games for PlayStation. But that might have been because I played it in a group in the dark. Yeah, that Which might Which helps. Sure but, but I will say Alien Isolation was yeah, I'm going to call you out on this, Jamie. You could sit the fuck down. You're doing this thing where you're, like, distancing yourself from the podcast that every yes, so often bending over and you're like, I get to say a video game Wait, thing okay. now. So you won't play Telltale Games anything. <laughs> Alright, anything. Like, the three seasons of The Walking Dead, plus Walking Dead Michonne, plus 400 Days, all of that together is something approaching... Uh, approaching 30 hours. Alien Isolation was 25 hours and definitely 5 hours too long. And you finished Alien Isolation? I didn't say I finished it. You I said I played player. it and oh, then Jesus. I watched someone else play it. So you just... <laughs> oh! Okay, fine. I know, fine. I know, I know. Just, fine. I, I can't decide whether I really want him to engage or if I just want to fucking duct tape him <laughs> to the chair and duct tape his mouth shut. I, I can't You decide. know, Jamie, when we talk about video games, it's not just because we, like, we talk about video games ourselves. We want to introduce you to some of the games that we actually think are artistic and, and also rant about the ones that suck. But, like, yeah. you know, <clears throat> that's our deal. So, you should, you know, when you're talking about, like, comics and shit that I've never read, which is weird because I've actually read a lot of them, but there are some of them. I sit my ass down and I try to participate, but you're like, I'm going to go over here and, like, eat a sandwich and jerk off in the corner. That's what I'm going to do. In fairness, that's always what I say I'm going to do, and then I end <laughs> up, like, Beating the conversation anyway. And it's usually an actual sandwich. You usually you didn't come with a yeah. sandwich this time. We usually come with an actual sandwich. Like, I'm just what's, gonna like 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 whispering like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat the sandwich over here. Not gonna bother you guys while you talk to That's you, Jamie. That's a dumb you sound. <laughs> In fairness, when Angela and me start talking about anime, Dustin is completely free to do the same. I mean, uh, I stick around to tell you guys how much you suck while I play Hearthstone, um, which we will talk about. Oh later. yeah, we're going to talk about Hearthstone but, but, too. Yeah. But but Resident Evil Seven, the puzzles are where these games stop because there's two things that make okay any horror anything you've ever seen was it ever suspenseful or exciting. To watch somebody like fucking arrange a piece of wood so the <laughs> shadow looked like a spider? Was that ever scary to anybody? <laughs> like, like that was just I was just annoyed that I had to do that to get more plot. And in Resident Evil 7, I played the demo, and I was blown away by the demo and the way that 
the dimensionality of the demo. There, you could do things different ways and different shit would happen. I was so excited for a horror game that felt reactive, that that even the tiniest choice of like what you opened, what you checked, like mattered. Um, that didn't happen. Like that reactivity lasted as long as the demo. And then once you got beyond the demo, that reactivity, as far as I could tell, was gone. Oh yeah, it's it was the same old Resident Evil bullshit. Totally linear. And you end up in this situation where you're like running around and checking doors and you never feel like, you never feel scared. You feel scared a bit, but you don't, after a while, it's just like, I guess I have to go back to the inventory box. And then I guess I got to go do this other thing. I should save now, I guess. Yeah, now I got the key. I can go open that door, I guess. Like, you're just annoyed. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just irritated. I remember there's this boss fight where you're fighting Marguerite, like the wife of the of the backwoods <laughs> clan <laughs> that you're fighting against. She's the bug lady in the vagine. <laughs> no, no, I'm not even talking about that part. That part felt like a boss fight. I had a lot less problem with that <laughs> fight. Jamie seems interested. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, you know what? No, you don't get to ask questions right now. Fuck you. We'll explain it later. We'll explain it later, but right now, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm talking about the first time you fight her, mm -hmm. when, like, it's not strictly clear what you're supposed to be doing. You're in a pit full of water. There's a crazy lady with a light that attracts bugs. She's waving the light at you. The bugs are attacking the shit out of you. If you try and climb up the ladder... To get out of the pit, she kicks you in the face and you fall back down into the pit and then the bugs attack you some more. You're, I just fired at her and hoped for the best and yeah, that eventually worked. But I spent the whole time thinking, am I doing this right? Am I just burning through my ammo for no fucking reason? Because yeah, earlier you're... I was fighting the bug swarms mm -hmm. and I got a flamethrower. They give you the flamethrower like 10 minutes after you encounter the bug swarms for the first time. And you're like, oh... Bug swarms, flamethrower, this is clearly how you have to deal with that. Bugs come at you, shoot them with the flamethrower. What does it do? Absolutely fucking nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Not to the bug swarms. No, you have to walk over to the hive and set it on fire. And it's not enough to just, you know, two little gouts from your flamethrower to light it on fire and let it burn, right? Is that enough? No. Because then it goes out, and then the bugs attack you again. But the, but you are not... There's no clue to let you know that you just need to pour fire on it until it dies. Like, the fire isn't but a... You have to shoot it after the fire. That was the thing that... that... No, you don't act... Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Mm -hmm. Like... And that was another thing, too. It was like, you never knew exactly what you were supposed to do to accomplish that. And that doesn't add to my sense of horror or or disorientation it just annoys me because i don't know how i'm supposed to deal with these things you're putting in front of me um and the game gets harder in an annoying way when you're low on supplies it's not scary after like i went into that stupid basement like nine or ten times trying to kill the zombies to get the thing to move on to the next part of the game the third time I do it, it's not fucking scary anymore. It's just like, yeah, a zombie's gonna come out of that fucking, like, morgue, mortuary, whatever the fuck thing. And then after that happens, I gotta kill it. And then take the thing to open the thing where there are more zombies. I know where all the fucking zombies are. 
fuck you, I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I just want to go to the next part of the game so I don't have to fight these same four zombies again. And like, that's not an enjoyable horror experience. And one of the reasons why Alien Isolation works so well as a game is that the alien actively hunts you. You can outsmart the alien in different ways and the alien will attempt to outsmart you in different ways. Like, and so it makes the way that you deal with each situation different. Because you're constantly listening for the alien. You're constantly trying to outmaneuver it. Uh, there were sections I did multiple times. A couple times I did get annoyed because the alien kept killing me. But it killed me in different ways every time. Like, I died in different... It, it, in each section, I did this like medical section like five or six times. I didn't die in the same place over and over again. I died in brand new horrible ways every single time. Yeah, there's actually... um, There's this trend which I don't like. It, across multiple game genres. And that trend is toward content, uh, like content being prioritized so much that if that content is busy work, people still like it. Yeah, like, fuck that shit. I've, found, I've seen this in action games and RPGs and horror games. Bottle Finder 3000! In fucking Life is Strange! I mean, it's the same deal, you yeah. know? Like, uh, the idea is make the game long before it's good. Um, and uh, now, now both people are fucking sneaking off. Fine. I want fine, dude. I have a cold. Fine. I'm sick for days. Fine, dick cheeses. Anyway, I'm still listening. <laughs> I'm still listening too, actually. So we'll Jamie, you were playing with a cat. <laughs> I can so, do both. So, um, uh, in Resident Evil Seven, it feels like you're you're never instructed to do something that is important to either the plot or the mechanics. You're instructed to do busy work. You know, you get to this new room. What do you do? Same zombies. Kill them. In, like, there's three zombie types in the whole game. Yeah. You know? There's normal zombie, sword art and zombie, and crawling zombie, and that's it. Yeah. You know? And people are like, oh, but it's so minimalistic. And I'm like, no, it really isn't. You know? Like... No, I would say that this game is a lot of things, but minimalistic is not how I would describe um, it the way in which it delivers its content. Like, one of the things that I actually liked about Alien Fucking Isolation... Fucking John Cage is minimalistic. <laughs> Fucking Resident Evil 7 is maximalistic. One of the things that I liked about Alien Isolation was that the threat that was there was always the important threat. It was what the story yeah, hinged on. Yeah, it's the alien, and it's gonna fucking kill you, yeah. and it is right here, right now. I mean, I kind of feel the same way, like, like I recently played Final Fantasy XV, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that game had a million things to do that I didn't want to do. Yeah. And people t keep telling me that there's a problem with me. Because they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. It, you're supposed to enjoy catching five frogs for this random lady and doing this random hop hunt and just fucking off and doing side quests. And I'm like, I really don't. None of these side quests affect the story. None of them re uh, reveal anything about my character. You know, none of them uh, actually matter. So why am I going to do them? Yeah. You know? Also, they take away all your weapons and armor and, and baseline your stats at the end of the game anyway. Uh, so, like, you can't even... They also take away your party members. So literally all that stuff that you got for all those side quests doesn't even matter. Oh, my God. And, and um, your gay lover is a demon robot. Great. Um, <laughs> but it, I, yeah. I kind of feel like Resident Evil is kind of the same way with fewer demon robots, you yeah. know? Like, well, you know what it also is, too? Voice acting goes a long way. I don't give a shit about Ethan. Mm -hmm. Is that his name? Ethan? Evan? I know it begins Evan, with the, something like whatever that. Whatever the fuck. I don't know. I don't give a shit about that guy. <laughs> I don't give a shit about his wife. I don't give a shit about any of that. It's like, his reaction. The world's most emotionless man versus the white people. Like, yeah. 
They, it's it's he never has a significant reaction to anything. Not even killing his own wife by hatcheting her in the neck. That's a spoiler, but it happens in the first five minutes. Shut up. Um, there's it's, it's back to tradition. <laughs> it's it's fuck that game. I don't care. Um, whereas like. Alien, I, Alien Isolation, the voice actress, Andrea Deck, who's actually a friend of a friend of mine, so, fair, you know, that's my bias. Hashtag Hashtag No, no, but I mean, like, I'm a little biased, because she's a cool person. Um, she does an amazing job as, as, as Ellen Ripley's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a fantastic job. She sounds absolutely terrified the whole time. You know that that joke that people like to talk about where it's like your like your sphincter seizes up because you're so scared? The first time I saw that fucking alien, I, that is literally what happened. And you the the voice acting was spot on. What Amanda Ripley was saying at that moment in time was exactly how I felt. And that was to this day one of the greatest moments of gaming I have ever had. Cuz the alien the alien just like the you're you're crouching behind a desk and the tail just slams onto the desk you're hiding behind, and you're just like, <laughs> so I, I, have, I, I like, have, and it's it's amazing. <laughs> Whereas like Ethan's like, huh, what's going on? What's going on in this house? It's like <laughs> you cut like, off my arm. Yeah. It's it's like you mur- you just you just murdered your own wife liter- because liter- she was trying to murder you. Literal like, quote. His arm gets cut off by a chainsaw, and his, his, the quote afterwards is, Ah, oh, fuck! Yeah, he's just, Ah, oh, fuck! Yeah. And it's like, he's like, it's like he responds to that the same way I do to getting a paper cut while opening my mail. <laughs> like, what in the actual fuck? Like, the, the whole game is motivated by the wife you thought was dead coming back to life and sending you a letter. That I mean, is the plot of Silent, Silent Hill 2. Too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you managed to make that completely emotionally disengaging. <laughs> completely emotionally disengaging. I, I don't know how they managed to pull that off. Like, and you know, no, no, fuck that. I do know how they managed to pull that off. You never get any background about who Ethan is. Who did he ever dream of being? What what plan did he have for his marriage? Like, I am married. This is clearly a plot written by people who are not married, by the way. <laughs> but no, 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 seriously. Like, We're I am really married. Happy. <laughs> I am married. I have a plan for my life. Like, I have a plan for what our lives together are going to look like that I have talked to my wife about and we have agreed on. Like, we're going to, like, she's going to go to grad school and I'm going to see what I can do about this film thing. And regardless of how those two things work out, we're probably going to have kids in the next couple of years. And, like, you know, we want to grow old together and maybe, like, live on a beach when we're, like, old people. Like, we have these plans. Like, and I know, I know that sounds a little bit corny, but that's kind of, like, that no, means yeah, like, yeah. like, that's important. Like, and if she were to die or worse, like, vanish, which is what Mia does in this game. She just vanishes on she you. She die vanishes. That would, that would, I would, that, I would never recover from that. I would never recover from that. Ethan, again, his reaction to it seems like, I, I just have to do this. Like, you, he responds to, oh my god, I have to investigate the fact that my wife might be alive. Please come and get me this email. He responds to that, I just have to do this. He says it into his cell phone to his like best friend. It sounds like he's talking about how he needs to go to Brooklyn to feed his boss's cat. Yeah. Like, that's what he sounds like. When, he first, when you first meet up with your wife, though, it's not like, oh my god, honey, I can't believe you're alive. It's like, hey, 
Yeah, we exactly. need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. It's yeah. like it's like, and shit has already definitely gone haywire by this point. Yeah. You know that something is very wrong because you have watched a videotape of people having been here like six months before and be brutally fucking. You murdered. found dead bodies under the floorboard. You found yeah. dead bodies. You found yeah. dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Like. You should be thoroughly alarmed <laughs> by this point. And Ethan is Ethan is at the level of upsetness that you might have if you missed an Amazon delivery. I have been more visibly upset than Ethan when I've like missed a flight. Like <laughs> I was angrier about missing my flight home from Seattle, Seattle uh, like 15 years ago than Ethan is at the idea that he just murdered his own wife who he's been pining for for three years. Like, who he thought was dead. Oh wait, no, she's not dead. She's dead now though. I just killed her. What? I understand that bad voice acting is a tradition in Resident Evil 7. I understand that. I appreciate that fact. I still quote Resident Evil 1, like, all the time. But if that's what you're going to do, if that's what they were going for, and I'm not convinced that's what they were going for, but if that's what they were going for, they should have made the whole thing camp. Make the whole thing camp. Make it another thing like the hills have eyes, crazy radioactive black mold in your brain, hillbillies are doing crazy black mold in your brain, hillbilly shit, and you are stuck out there. Do that. Tell that story. That's fine. Go ahead and do that. But don't try and make it like this serious thing about me and my wife and like this family that was victimized. And there is a cool story in there. Like there was a family. They were victimized. They were just, they were bystanders and now they're monsters and now you have to kill them to live yourself. That's, that's a powerful story. That's not the story I'm experiencing right here. This, the story I'm experiencing here is that I'm pouring goop juice on my zombie hand so that the black mold zombies don't kill me. I hope I have enough bullets. That's what I'm playing. You know what I'm doing? Stay you know tuned for my Injustice Let's Play series. You, you know what I'm doing right now? It's like I'm managing a startup. That's what I'm doing. I'm managing a startup. I have extremely limited resources, and I have to kill a zombie. That's my job right now, and I can't aim because I have dual analog sticks. That's what's happening right now. And I'm very annoyed about it because playing the demo again, and the demo where you have no weapons. No weapons. All you have are your wits and your willingness to explore and be terrified over and over again. That demo, I'm like, this is going to be the greatest game I've ever played. I am so excited. I, I went in, I know, you could argue that I went in with expectations that were very high, and I did. But to say that I was let down would be the profoundest of understatements. <laughs> um, if your goal is terror... The result should not be annoyance. Like, I should not be irritated if your goal was to scare me. Alright. I'm glad that I triggered that in you. I do need to explain shooting the bug woman in the vagine okay. now. Yeah, I'll do that. There's just there's a boss fight. The, the mother in the house uh, turns into a creepy bug lady. And she has a bug hive growing out of her vagina. Giant, and, like, fucking bug hive. And you have to shoot her in the vagina. I have a question about a game that I don't know if you guys have played, but I've heard very. I heard that it was a sequel that like was actually fantastic and yes, and people didn't really play it. I could be completely wrong. Titanfall two. Uh, I played some Titanfall two. I you played some. I Titanfall played 2. a little bit of the demo of Titanfall two. Um, I loved Titanfall one. It was everything I wanted out of a shooter at that point in my life. Um, 
It was great. I've read that Titanfall 2 is actually might be better, and the only reason why people don't know is enough people, not enough people have actually. Well, the, 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 there is an addendum to that statement, okay. and the reason why nobody played Titanfall 2 is because everyone was playing Overwatch. Yeah, like I was one of those people okay, okay. playing so, Overwatch. Yeah, that's what I thought. Titanfall 2 was a fun game. Multiplayer was fun. The story was actually okay. Yeah, like Titanfall 2 was a well-made game. The problem is that we have hit shooter saturation again. Yeah. We are almost at the point that we were right past Modern Warfare 2. Mm. Again. Like, <clears throat> Quake is coming out. Uh, all the failed, like, 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 what was it? Um, uh, uh, God, I can't even remember. There's another, there's something I was competing with Overwatch. That uh, 2K games, the Battleborn, yeah, uh, that that you know came out. We're still seeing Battlefield. We're still seeing Call of Duty, Battle, Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront. There's so a uh, Doom, yeah. you know. <clears throat> there are so many shooters out there, and you could only really play one. The new Gears of War. Yeah, the new Gears of War. Um, you could only really play one seriously, and, and this is actually this is a genre sort of clutch thing that is very common in most genres. You usually can only play one game of any type seriously. <coughs> That's why I'm gonna have a problem with fighting games this year. Um, I, actually, yeah. I actually was gonna ask you about that. Because like, uh, like uh, Injustice 2 is coming out and it doesn't look half bad. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is coming out, and let's be real, that's the one I'm going to play. Uh, Tekken 7 is coming out, and I, I love Tekken 7. Like, I've played it in the arcade, and I've played demos, and it is super fun, and Justin's a Tekken man, and I, like, love forcing him to play Tekken against me and lose it in his own game. But, like... Fuck you. But, like... My best friend, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there's so many games coming out, and I'm only going to be able to play one, and for real... It's probably going to end up being uh, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. There's even hence, new... hence the saying, that's nice, but when's but Marvel? Marvel? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, there's even a new Guilty Gear coming out. And I loved the recent Guilty Gear releases. And, and I'm going to be playing Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It's the same thing with shooters. There's over... God, what was it last time? 25 I million. We're past that. We're past We are way past Jesus. that. Okay, like, and, that, and that, that's also something else. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why people didn't play Titanfall 2 is because Overwatch is achieving numbers in their community that are unheard of for most games, I've period. Heard this. Yeah. There are more people... There are orders of magnitude more people playing... Overwatch than playing World of Warcraft, like which is like printing money because there's a monthly subscription. Yeah. You buy Overwatch once and you're done. You never have to buy anything ever again. I bought that game for forty fucking measly dollars. Like the cost of like two burgers and two beers in New York is like more than forty once you tax do tax and tip. And I bought that game. I've gotten two more characters. What like it's been like six major patches. Mm -hmm. Two way more than six, dude. Yeah, way more. Than way six. more than, but major patches. Yeah, still really. Like, yeah, it's way been more a lot. There's six. a lot of game balancing that's happened, which is great. Um, something like uh, six extra maps, or four or five extra. What? No, there's Oasis, Eichenwald, um, Echo Point, Antarctica, mm -hmm. um, and they've retooled. They retooled a couple of the Lijiang Tower yeah. maps for Capture the Flag. And then they play totally. Oh, yeah, new, mo new and, modes. And, and, and you know? periodically they release a YouTube video.
video that like yeah like a short film. yeah like, like, like which and the universe is great it's vibrant it's, it's fantastic yeah Fucking doesn't feel like any other shooter universe people cried when Bet the Bastion thing came out and they just teased Doomfist oh it's gonna be so good <laughs> and, and that's and Titanfall 2, I'm willing to bet, is great. Because Titanfall 1 was great. It had great ideas. It was so much fun to play. And I was so excited. I was like, man, when's Titanfall 2 going to come out? Man, when's Titanfall 2 going to come out? And then I had always already on Overwatch when that happened. And another reason why that happened was he was never into, as into Titanfall as I was. I played you know, a decent amount. You played a decent amount, but I mean, I played a shit yeah, out of Titanfall. True. I think I put like 70 hours in that mm-hmm. game, 80 hours in that game. Um... After a while, and not too long, after about six months, you can only get team deathmatch games. No other game modes. And it took a long time to find right. games in your game mode. Like, you couldn't get match made. Many matches made. Fucking, after two minutes, I'm in a game in Overwatch. And that game came out when? Uh, last year or middle of the year-ish. Fall-ish? Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's been like almost six months. And the community is incredibly strong. It's mm. so strong. Yeah. And and I feel like I spent forty dollars and I don't need to buy another shooter. Like right. why would you, I need you to know buy what it is shooter? too? Um, Titanfall two, and this is gonna sound weird because it's a game about <coughs> uh, um, uh, about giant robots, right? Uh, but Titanfall two is a relic of a genre that is losing traction, yeah. and that's the military shooter. Um, right now, it is all about the arena shooter. Everything is trying to have an arena shooter style. Which is know? basically like a, a multiplayer online battle. No, no, no. I know it's, uh, But I have a, a side point. Yes. Related to... Side away. And, and I, might have, I might have said this before, but the way you, you are expressing like a sh- shooter is like, if given this versus this, I'm always going to do th- this. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what your example was. But uh, I've actually come to, and this is the fuck you moment for you guys towards me, is one of the things, and I might have mentioned this before, one of the things that I've discovered of the reason why I will, given a choice... I just want to note, you're, you're behind the recording cone right now, so you probably sound like shit, but continue. <laughs> God damn you. Um, <laughs> is, given a choice between playing a game in which I'm going to have to, have to, play an hour, maybe more, before I get to a save point and I can stop. And having a comic book or watching a series that I can stop at any time, especially that like my leisure time is usually a time when it's just like I'm relaxing, nine times out of ten, I'm always going to pick up a comic book or watch an anime or a series rather than play a game. Yeah, what game you, are you, you playing know, yeah. that there's an that, hour there's between still save points. points? Like, that's what I was saying. That you're dating yourself there because most games just let you save wherever now. Yeah. So, like... But also, the, like, the level of engagement, it just, when it comes down to t- what the time that I can play it, mm-hmm. playing something that it's, like, I'm not going to be able to put aside... For like, like I have to watch three hours. I have to play three hours. Why? Well, which is three necessar- hours, necessarily. That sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, like right? no, no, seriously, like no, 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 no. It, I, it, I, it, I, is, I, it isn't a. I don't I've see it as a problem, but it's a personal. Minutes, it's a like... personal like preference. 
is. No, I, I, I'm saying why is that the case? Because I see I, I've played like huge RPGs for about 20 minutes, like on my schedule. None like, of. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering, like, which what, is entirely possible. Both of the the, the like maybe if you were in the 90s, like both the, the 90s. Both of, both of the Telltale games, if I remember correctly, it's like you can you can't save at any point. Yeah, it saves stuff. after every fucking scene. Yeah, like, after like every major decision. Every it yeah, it's like it, and that's not like 20 minutes or something. That's like five minute scenes, dude. It's I don't. Know. Yes, it auto saves. Okay, I might be completely wrong. Yeah, no, you're wrong. Okay, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. You're th you know what you're thinking? You're thinking that you have to complete each chapter in a sitting. Do I recommend you complete each chapter in a sitting? Yes, I do. For the emotional impact of that chapter. Um, do you have to? Absolutely not. And yes, each chapter is about two hours. You okay. don't have to do that. Yeah. And one of the... Okay, let me rephrase my point then. Is the way my uh, memory and, and all of that works with a lot of those things... Even if I were to do that, especially with like a Telltale game, it's like, okay, if I stop at that five minute point, yeah, but you watch a movie. The next, the next time that I'm going to be able to play that though mm -hmm. is might be like three weeks from now. I'm not gonna remember. Do, what do I you did. or do you not watch movies? I do. So how do you find two hours to watch a movie? No, but he—that's not his issue. His issue is. Playing the next chapter, he's not going to know what happened, like what the fuck happened. But but, but, but I will but, say, but, but I will but say. But also, that's also, uh, it's for me, and I know this. This it's it's sucky, and I think it's because at my core, mm -hmm. I am not a video game person. I think I've discovered this about myself. Is at my core, I would <laughs> the glare I'm getting from Angela <laughs> is at the at my core when I am on my. And I think, actually, no, I think Justin and me might have discussed this before, is during my downtime, I am more apt, and this is where it comes to the, the movie thing, I am more apt to do something that is passively, passive mentally, mm -hmm. than active. I understand and, that. And, and, I've and, been and, dying for more media myself, actually. I have too many video games and not enough shit to watch. Right. So. And some of that is, is that the circumstances under which... With the exception of the two Telltale games, which I am an asshole about, uh, but but that's it's the same it's the same justification. <coughs> like, given the uh, choice between, am I gonna pick up a comic book that I have, or watch a Netflix series for a half hour or however long it is, and opening up my laptop, loading the game, figuring out where I left off, trying to remember where I left off. Like, that process, to me, I'm always going to go with the, almost always, almost always going to go with the passive thing. Uh, I guess for me, they tickle different parts of my brain. Yeah. Like, um, it, it, it's more so, like, I wouldn't necessarily end up watching two simultaneously running Netflix series at the same time. I will finish one. And then start the next. Which, by the way, have you watched Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency? I haven't gotten to it. It's, it it's is a... rural good. Yeah, but you should. You should. I have been intrigued by. Yeah. It. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, a part of it, but... like video game. I, I. I actually run into the same because I try and follow mm -hmm. media stuff mm -hmm. more, like watching stuff. And I think it's just how you prioritize 
your leisure time. Uh, it, and even then, there's so many things I'm watching and so many things that I still haven't are in like my Netflix queue or like that I've recorded or whatever that I haven't watched yet just because it's like there's just so much that I have to like... It largely depends on the game that you're playing. I personally find that certain games can be a very, I don't know, a very meditative experience. Okay. Um, like... That's why I like fighting games. I can shut my brain down when I play yeah, fighting games. But, but you, you know what? You haven't played against me. But but, 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 like... but but you know what I think some of that is for me, honestly, is fundamentally playing video game like actively playing video games, mm -hmm. there's never really been a period in my life where I had the most recent system, number one. Mm -hmm. I've almost never... In my life, had not them. not picking up a Nintendo Switch next week. Yeah, I still have a PlayStation Two. I only had a PlayStation Four because my roommate had a PlayStation Four. Mm -hmm. I maybe played, tried playing two of those games, mm -hmm. but nine times out of ten, it's just it was just like. To be fair, most of the games on my PlayStation Four um, are games that I have had to review for work. All the, like, actual gaming I do, I, I do on my computer. Yeah. Um, and it's usually, like, lo-fi stuff. Like, it's usually, like, sprite gaming, because, like, I think that indie games are way better than, like, AAA games, because right. I'm a hipster that way. But uh, I also like... think, because even that wasn't part of, like... I, I've run into this, like, as someone who is now 35, mm -hmm. is whatever you could say old you could yeah. say the word old what whatever is your kind of the the nerd thing that you were doing the most of mm -hmm. during your like defining your teenage years essentially right uh becomes what you basically are going to be doing for the rest of your life for the rest of your life nerd wise <laughs> which is a which is why when i tell people like I talk to people about like Magic the Gathering or mm -hmm. any of these, any of those like uh, paper game, mm -hmm. I mean, role playing games, any of that tabletop stuff. stuff. Tabletop stuff uh, is that I didn't play them in high school or college, mm -hmm. so I'm just getting into them now. Same thing with most video game stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I keep up with what's going on just mm -hmm. peripherally because like that. Because it's such a large part part of culture in general, it's just like I pay attention to it. You know, you know like I know vague, like I'm vaguely. I haven't played Overwatch, but mm -hmm. I'm aware of Overwatch and what's going on with Overwatch. So, like, like here's an interesting thing. Um, that doesn't I, mean that like I'm adverse to any of those. No, things. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm I'm so far past that fucking argument of like yeah. fuck you, you're not a gamer. Like oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm way too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I'm saying here's an interesting thing. I find it interesting that you just say video games in general when for me it, it breaks down into genre types. Right. Like I, I play a Telltale game. Like there are times when I want to play a Telltale game. Yeah, you know, and that those are times. But that's when I even wanna... that. Mm -hmm. The fact that you make that distinction, mm -hmm. I feel like, is also a product of that's always been part of the. Sure. No. Games. Yeah. Like, like introducing like, introducing someone to video games as as more than a casual art form is actually relatively difficult. Yeah. Um. Because I'm there proof is, of that. I'm there, proof there of that. There is so <laughs> much variety, and it does take so much. You know. Uh, so much, I don't know, mental stamina. Like, believe it or not, 
Um, Telltale games, though I would recommend them for people who like narratives, uh, they are some of the most draining experiences yeah. out there because you have to pay attention. Like, uh, when I play a lot of the other and games I guess the I main play, reason why I haven't played those Telltale like, games. I can, I can play fighting games, I can play some action games, I can play shooters with, like, uh, a TV show in the background or music on in the background or something else in the background, you know? Like, I don't have to devote all my attention to it. I, you know, I, I play Hearthstone, which, you know, if Justin wasn't, you know, relieving himself right now. It's okay. Uh, we, we, would, uh, uh, we would be talking about, you know, with stuff going on in the background. I watch, um, I watch a couple of the, like, nerdy television shows mm -hmm. like that. I watch, and they're usually ones that I, I'm not particularly engaged in, or, mm -hmm. like, uh, half of the DCCW mm -hmm. shows I watch passively mm -hmm. uh, while I'm doing something. I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Pa In fact, I, nine times out of ten, I'm not even watching, because it's on at like ten and on a Tuesday, and now that I have like a full-time job where I have to get up in the morning, right. there's a lot of times where it's like, this is a show that I'm not hugely invested in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to record this and watch it tomorrow, and not only that, I'm probably going to watch it while I'm doing something else. Like, like, this might be a product of the times, but like, if I'm not doing some shit with my hands, uh, <laughs> like every five minutes, I get really anxious. So like... Um, I actually find it very difficult to just sit down and watch something. See, Jerry, so I think we we might be on opposite sides of the... Because uh, <laughs> I actually find it very difficult to do the opposite. <laughs> uh, is like, to like, that's... I think that might be fun. Even though, like, artistic, like, because I draw. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I do that when I draw. But, yeah, there's, I get that, even, I mean, with the possible exception of, like, playing, like, a fighting game by mm -hmm. myself, or possibly some shooters, See, I, really I have the opposite problem with, with video games, where, like, that's too much tension than I can, See, like, I, I this really, is more tension than I can I, take I really right like fighting games, because I could just sit here and, like, bang out combos in training mode for hours at a time, because it just, it, it's very relaxing to me. I actually yeah. uh, will still every once in a while, uh, although like I said, nine times out of mm -hmm. ten, I'm not going to choose to do this. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, I, not nine times out of ten, but like, I still every once in a while will uh, put, uh, what was it, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. <laughs> Deadly Alliance? Yeah. That's not even one of the good ones. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> I liked I liked the training mode and mm -hmm. the fact that it had a training mode mm -hmm. that actually like had like progression. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things I really appreciated about that game. I will still I every once in a while will still like slip that in and play Deadly Alliance because it's something that I can play and like like blow off some steam and I don't have to really think really about what I'm doing. See, so, you know, yeah, I don't know. There's this, you know, what, what was I it even called? at it, one it, point printed out the uh, a list of what all of the fatalities were, see, so that I could so, learn how to do so, them. That's so so disappointing because that that to me tells me that you would be a good candidate for playing fighting games if you could just sort of enter that flow state and like go through <laughs> like because most games have that like progressive like training mode now, so you right. could probably you know, get pretty good at them, you know, if you ever played anything ever. If, so, like... Well, I would... The I mean, I would love... The, the, issue, I would with love, is, the issue with that is... The issue with that is in order to do that, mm -hmm. 
I would have to invest in buying things that I'll systems and or a laptop that and a controller that allowed me to do that and the amount of money that I would be spending to do that I am much more likely to t take that money to do something else mm, fair enough uh which is either me creating something or me going out and doing something like that's more where my brain nine times out of ten is gonna go like and I, I honestly do think that, that that comes down to that playing video games. Like, when I, was at, when I was in high school, it was comic books and cartoons. So, you know, you know what? There, there's this interesting thing that I actually envy a lot of people. Um, a lot of people tell me... Should we check to me, see if Justin is still it's alive? It's fine. He's dead. Uh, but, like, uh, a lot of people tell me, um, you know, I work my job and I come home and if, if I'm going to have fun, I'm going to create something. Um, and one of the oh god, I, that, I almost never do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I actually have issues with is um, my job. You know, like involves me writing pretty normally between six thousand and thousand words each day, um, and I find myself creatively sapped after a work day, which sucks because I want to do stuff like write fiction. I want to do stuff like work on comedy routines. I want to get on the comedy circuit again. Right. You know, uh, but I feel like everything... When, that I, I, when I start trying to do that again, will you start, will you maybe do that with me or are you going to mostly do, do it in Jersey City? You know what? If you do it, I'll do it. Okay. All right. Because I've been me. I started doing it again and then I ran out of time, like time. Yeah, ran out of time, it. you know? Yeah. Like, uh, or, uh, or again, like, got off of work or got off of what I was, whatever I was doing, like, mm -hmm. checked when the mics were and just went, and like, and went, like, oh, really? And just, like, and, just, and just went, oh, there's no way I'm going to make that on time. <laughs> or like, by the time I get over there, I'm mm -hmm. just going to want to go to bed. Which, which actually, to a certain extent, tells you why, even though I still feel, we're like, old, that's why. <laughs> but also, I still feel compelled to do it, but mm -hmm. also, I might not be as motivated orders pushed to do stand-up as someone who is really, really <coughs> wants to do it. Mm -hmm. I feel compelled to do it, which might actually be good because in the yeah, long run... There's a lot of stuff I want to do, but I guess one of the reasons why I fall back on video games, even though it's my job, is that that is a passive thing to me, you know? They give me the rules, you know, I play within those rules, I don't have to, you know, come up with shit. You know, when it comes to, like, making a stand-up routine or writing a story or doing something that's intensely creative, I feel, you know, drained from the workday. Where it's right. like, how am I entertaining and funny and engaging during the workday? I feel like, is this Justin telling us he feels like he's dying and he needs to go home? No, I, I mean, I don't feel awesome. That is <laughs> okay. totally true. Uh, I'm listening and I'm going to move Sit okay. Yeah. It was if that's okay. Yeah, that's because right. your body, your body language just now <laughs> kind of looked like, "Hey, I'm dying, and I think I need to go." Home. Yeah, no, I'm. I am not awesome, and there is a there is a non-zero statistical chance that I may be gone in the next thirty minutes. Also, okay. I managed to yank Jamie out of my girlfriend's chair, so we weren't a total dick to her. Good call, <laughs> Good call, dude. In, uh, in all honesty, I have a massive headache, and I just want to lay in the dark. Fair enough. Um. So, uh, so yeah, like, but I will say this, Jamie, if you start up comedy again, we can, we can hold each other to it. We can, like, okay. test our bits on each other and make sure that we're still writing new shit. And I've then got we totally could... different images in my brain when 
when y'all were saying that line. What? Test our bits on each other? Yeah. We could touch penises. That's like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we could. Look, 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 look. We never said we weren't gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, no. Also. The whole point is that now when we touch our penises, we'll be telling jokes at the same time. All right. So, um, so anyway, now that Justin's back, yes. <laughs> um, one of the things that I actually wanted to talk about, uh, because we were talking about uh, Overwatch, which is, which is a Blizzard <laughs> product, you know. Overwatch is so um, good. Um, bl- a lot of the things I play these days um, are Blizzard products because I'm still playing Hearthstone. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, which also makes Blizzard tremendous bank. Yeah. Like it was a uh, three hundred and ninety-four million dollars. Jesus Christ. Uh, Hearthstone made Blizzard alone last year. It's like larger um, than the GDP of some small countries. <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, uh, actually, uh, uh, interesting thing, more people play digital card games, um, even though physical card games still make more money. Weird. Yeah. It's because uh, most digital card games are free to play. Uh. Um, and even then, uh, their product is much, much uh, uh, um, more cost-worthy than yeah, yeah. actual print stuff. Yeah. But, what's, but uh, print, print games are on the decline. Well, uh, digital games are on the rise. Yeah, I believe it. Um, which is really, really, really interesting. The, the digital card game industry last year made like $1.5 billion. And like uh, uh, um, Hearthstone was the, the leader there. So Really? Yeah. Hearthstone? Hearthstone, yeah. Hearthstone I, always, awesome. I always just because of the nature of... Way more than MTG Online. Way more. Yeah. yeah. I, I always just default to that because it's such a large... like. You know. See, that's an interesting thing because you said that you had a passing interest in Magic: The Gathering. You you might try Hearthstone and like it. Yeah, and, like and, and in terms of yeah, and in terms of video games, it's like, well, I'm gonna play this for five minutes. Well, I got killed by Pirate Warrior. I guess I'm done. Like, I mean, you you, you can, won't necessarily get killed by Pirate Warrior. That's true. It's cycling. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but but you can play it and you can get a satisfying few games. I've played three satisfying games, like on my bus ride to work. Like, so... And you play against people, and you get real rewards, is the thing that I think that keeps you playing. Real rewards? (laughs) You get... You you earn your cards by playing the game. I mean, you can just buy your cards. Yeah. No. But, like, you can just earn cards by playing the game, and that's sort of what keeps you coming back, because you feel like you're actually making progress. Like, let's face it, the next expansion's gonna come out, and Justin's going to pay $50 for 50 packs like he always does, just like I'm gonna pay $50 yeah, I was gonna for say, 50 packs like pot, I always do. Your kettle. Uh, do the but, then, but then the uh, the gold that we have left over is gonna go a long way to, like, just filling in those niches that we didn't get, yeah. you know? It's like, oh man, I have, like, every card I want except for Bobby McDouchebag, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, six mana, five five charge, summon a three three or something. I don't know. But like, I'd put uh, shit out of that. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, actually, six mana for an eight eight and five of its charge. I'm a horrible card designer. Yeah, that's but terrible. Anyway. That's that is a terrible card that I would exploit the shit out. Do you know what's the weird thing though? I Why don't you go like, whole hog make the three three? I feel like one. this comes back to our conversation though. Mm-hmm. It's just like if I have fifty extra dollars that I'm mm-hmm. gonna spend, 
that's going to be spent on a nerd thing, I'm going to, nine times out of ten, go to the comic shop and buy... Because I buy comic books in mm-hmm. trade form. You you really do not have to spend money. Yeah, you really okay. don't. Yeah. We like, do it like, because we're obsessed, but you don't have to. We do it because we're obsessed, and, and if we wanted to, we probably could... Make do, you know. We just could grind really fucking hard and yeah. just grind for packs and like yeah. prepare like the weeks before and just like get like two thousand gold and just buy like forty packs. Yeah, but like we, but but it's one of those things that like I started Hearthstone free to play and I played free to play for like two or three months and then I just got to a point where it's like this is a thing that I actually really like in my life. Yeah. You know, I might as well spend some money on it. And I've actually gotten to a point where I'm self-perpetuating. Like, I actually earn enough gold in-game. They don't really have to spend money on it. But I also kind of feel like I want Blizzard to keep making this game. You know? Like, I actually... And granted, they're the biggest digital card game out there. But, like, I want to show them... I want to show them support when they do something right. Yeah. And I will give you one thing. One thing that... Um, the community Har- management is awesome. They really listen to us. Like, when something is broken and bad and we don't like it, they generally fix it. Yeah, one of the great things about Hearthstone is that uh, the game can be fixed. Like, if there is a card that was a mistake and they're like, Oh, man, that card should not do that thing. It will wreck everybody's face. Blizzard, you know... Let's it linger for a while because they want to see if people are just overreacting. But then after that, they go, people are not having fun with this. How do we fix it? You know? And cards get fixed. And that is huge in the card gaming area. Because usually the only thing you could do is ban a card. You know? And that always makes people upset. Yeah. Um, But people are almost never upset. With uh, Blizzard patches. They always do what they think they're going to do. Yeah. But uh, no one is like, rabble, 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 what the fuck? You know, why did you nerf my precious card? Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, it's also because they give you something for it. Yeah. Like, when cards get banned in in Netrunner, I don't get anything for that. Mm -hmm. But, like, I get dust Mm -hmm. for a banned card uh, in uh, Hearthstone. And I can use it to make other cards. And make yeah. my other deck stronger, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, so like at any time they change a card, um, you could. There's this thing that you could do in Hearthstone called dusting a card, right? Basically, you get rid of that card from your collection, okay. and you get resources that you then spend on making <coughs> other cards, right? Okay. That's the primary way that you flesh out your collection other than buying expansion packs, right? And it's still uh, it's a strategy based yeah. game, essentially. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Things have power, toughness. You've, de- you've definitely face. explained this yeah. before on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's been so long. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and uh, the whenever Blizzard <coughs> makes a balance change, you can dust at what is called full value. Basically, so uh, cards take a certain amount to craft, right? So if you get something of legendary rarity, right? It takes uh, 1,600 dust to craft, right? Um, if you dust it, you only get 400 dust. Um, but if they change the card, if you dusted it, you would get the full 1,600. So you basically can exchange your card for another one if you don't want it anymore. Um, and certain uh, one thing that they recently did was they're taking... 
cards out of the set altogether. They're taking some very popular cards, um, Ragnaros, Sylvanas, Azure Drake, uh, cards that are seeing play in a lot of decks. They're taking them completely out of the rotation. Um, and they're uh, not even making you uh, dust them. They're just saying, here's the dust for them. Just throwing it at your face. Yeah, and hang say, on to the card. It'll be in the wild playset, which is like the anything goes mm-hmm. playset. Okay. Uh, and then, and then here you just just take the dust, and and that's sort of the thing. I always feel like I'm getting stuff, and granted, this is all calculated by Blizzard to make me feel like I'm getting stuff, yeah. you know. But it is so much better than a lot of other collectible card games yeah. because I never feel disappointed. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, even the shitty sets are kind of cool. Yeah. You know? I mean, even Gnomes and Goblins gave us fucking Dr. Boom. Um, <laughs> that that wasn't a shitty set. TGT was probably the shittiest yeah, set. Yeah, fair enough. And that gave us just the card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, Alex Strauss's champion. Yeah. And, um, uh, Mookla's champion, which was a cool card. Mm-hmm. Not like an, not like an S tier or A tier card, but like, God, but it worked. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Was Murloc Knight... Burlock Knight, yeah. yeah Burlock Knight. The whole Knight. Inspire mechanic was that. Uh, yeah, the Inspire yeah. mechanic is awesome. Like, yeah. I really like them. Yeah, I think. Um, I think its day has well passed. But uh, Nexus Champion Sarad, mm-hmm. I think, is also a very good card. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it gave us uh, 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 Tuskar Totemic. <laughs> Thunderbluff Valiant. Thunderbluff Valiant. Oh, uh, yeah, Shaman. So, I, so the actual reason why I wanted totem to Totem Gullum. Game is Totem <laughs> Gullum. Oh, God. Yeah. Everyone who plays Hearthstone who is listening to this right now is hating themselves, God, their parents, just everyone, as we mentioned, these cards. Yeah, no, the, the people who don't play Hearthstone are like, what, what are they talking about? The people who do play Hearthstone are like, ah! Um, so the reason why I wanted to bring this up Hearthstone is changing dramatically in, like, the next few weeks. Yeah. Like, hugely. Um, and it's... Uh, the first thing that they're doing is they're nerfing two cards, um, which uh, people have been complaining about. Uh, one being Spirit Claws, uh, which is just a really good shaman weapon, and one being Small-Time Buccaneer, uh, which is just a... I don't even know why how... Why that even ended up being a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's happening. Um, when when the next set rotation goes out, three sets are, are leaving the standard play format. Um, the six cards, you know, including Sylvanas, Azure Jake, Ragnaros, uh, those are leaving the format. Um, and now they're changing up Arena, too. Um, so that Arena is standard and... and uh, the the appearance rates are changing and everything's changing. Um, and I bring this up because I find it very interesting that when most other games do this, the fan base goes, rabble, 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 we hate you forever. And it has been mostly... Like the Hamburglar? Yes, yeah, like the Hamburglar. But for Hearthstone, it has been mostly positive. Yeah. Like, people have... I mean, I think people, in terms of small-time Buccaneer, 
People are breathing this intense sigh of relief. Oh, thank God! <laughs> thank God that like, this is, is over. What's like, a, our long national nightmare is finally over. What's a good way to explain small-time Buccaneer to, like, people who haven't played the game? Because I, like, want people who are more casual. Okay, okay, you know what it is? You know, you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Imagine you buy a bicycle, right? It's a pretty good bicycle. You got it at Toys R Us. It's not like a fucking, like... $300 fixie. It's like, it's like a $75 bicycle. It gets you where you need to go, right? Mm-hmm. If you put on a leather jacket, that bicycle turns into a fucking motorcycle and you can go 90 miles per hour <laughs> anywhere in the world and cops can't pull you over. That's what small time bucket not is. how I would have explained it, but okay, that's pretty ass. It doesn't come with the leather jacket. You have to get the leather jacket from somewhere else. You need to ride the bicycle to another part of town to put on the leather jacket. and the, But then after that, that bicycle is a motorcycle. <laughs> and Jamie has officially checked out of this conversation. <laughs> that was a pretty good metaphor. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I'm just moving over here. It's um. so... I mean... I'm kind of, once again, the reason I bring this up is, I wonder what the Blizzard magic is. Because it's the same thing with Overwatch. Dude, they don't, you know what it is? They don't take a million years to, they listen, it's really clear that they gather stats on everything. As you, everything you do when you play with them, they are watching you. Mm-hmm. And they are using machine learning and their own brains to like analyze what you're doing and what everyone else is doing all the time. So when they make choices, they're not guessing. Mm-mm. They know what's pissing us off and they fix it. And they listen. Like, they're on Twitter and they're on Facebook and they're list- they're, they are absorbing our intense vitriol all the time. <laughs> and they want us to stop complaining and they, because they can take our vitriol and then compare it to the numbers, the actual hard data that they have, and they can make good decisions. Netrunner doesn't have that. And the solutions they tried to implement to fix the game fell on their face for, like, two years before they finally, like, did the things we had been wanting them to do forever. For reasons I still can't comprehend. All the cards that are good are still good. And they're actually cycling core, finally, by the way. I was talking to my friend. Mm -hmm. There's a core 2.0 that's coming out. Thank God. Um, And, uh... But because that's a physical card product, it takes them literally, like, four fucking years to fix a problem that came out in their core set. Like... What was a corset problem in Hearthstone? Leroy Jenkins. They fixed that in what? Like seven, eight months? A um, year? Undertaker. They fixed that pretty quick. Yeah. They, they were able Charge. They had to fix Charge twice. But yeah. like... They're, they're listening and they're paying attention. And it's not just that it's some kind of fucking magic. They're just making good decisions. You know, they have a dedicated team that loves the game and wants the game to do well. And rather than be on like a sequel treadmill or trying to milk us for all that we're worth in like a way that makes you feel really exploited. Um, like for example, like clash of clans for another like free to play game. Like you just, I just felt milked after a while. And I was like, I don't want to feel fucking milked. I don't want to fucking sit here in this game and feel like everything is terrible (laughs) unless I pay money. Right. Um, and that's what you feel once you get to a certain level in that game. Um, in Hearthstone, they make decisions that make the player base happy and they know that a happy player base is, is their... They don't need to buy ads. Clash of Clans started buying a shitload of ads and things started to go really sideways for them. Don't buy fucking ads. Don't spend money on ads. Make the game better. Like, they, they took the money that people might have spent on, like, a fucking Super Bowl ad, which Clash of Clans had a lot of for a few years, and they bought... 
they, they bought people who are smart, who love their game. That's how you keep a dedicated... That's what they do with Overwatch. Mm. They, they take the game and they find the things that are broken and they improve it. They don't well, sit around and wait for but people to start it. leaving in droves. And they, they don't wait for the sales data to start showing dips. Mm. They don't wait for that. Here's an interesting thing, though. Because like, it always seems like there's somebody that is like, don't touch my precious herder herder, you know? Um, but that never happens in, like, Blizzard games. <laughs> Even when they nerf characters in Overwatch. Because, like, your favorite character, Lucio, yeah. has done nothing but get nerfed since day one. And I don't think any Lucio player has ever been like, oh, man, you ruined Lucio, you know. I mean, to be fair, he's still him. fucking great. Like, they nerfed him, <laughs> like, like eight, seven or eight times. They nerfed like, him, like, multiple times, and mm -hmm. he never stopped being on every single protein. Mm -hmm. So that's less of, that's a different story. I think something that's maybe more akin to what you're talking about is what happened with D.Va, mm -hmm. where she was just bad for, mm -hmm. like, a long, like, why would I ever play this character ever, ever? And then they made her much better, and it still wasn't enough. And then they made her much better on top of that, and it was way too much. <laughs> and everybody played D.Va, and D.Va was on every team, and D.Va was, like, fucking ridiculously unkillable. And now D.Va is, like, back down to, like, a more human level of power. Mm. And people are annoyed, but this is the thing that I think is great about both Overwatch and Blizzard, is that there's enough content in those games that when one thing stops being dominant, there's another thing you can do. Mm. Um, you have fucking... What, what do you have? Fucking, like, 18 deck slots in, oh, in yeah, Hearthstone? Like, yeah. That's awesome. Like, great. So Pirate Warrior won't be a thing. Dust that deck, throw it back in the box, make a brand new deck. And now there's some new shit I need to do and learn and excel at and, and do... Yeah, it's like there's always now a I, puzzle. Now like, I don't need to focus, like, now it's not like, team, focus fire on demon, we gotta kill her first. <laughs> it's like, okay, look, there's this Roadhog over here we gotta handle, how are we gonna deal with this Reinhardt, Sombra's in the back, like, she's gonna hack us, like, now your priorities shift, the game becomes richer as a result. When things change, generally, the game becomes better. In Netrunner, when they released the most wanted list, the game didn't become better because they did that. All they did was eliminate deck archetypes that were the only things that were viable alternatives to the one primary deck archetype. That's all they accomplished! You know, they made a bad decision that made the game less rich. This, this is, these are good decisions that make the game more rich. Mm -hmm. That make your tactical options more interesting. And the reason why the player base isn't mad is because the player base was asking for this, by <laughs> and large. They wanted it. Fair enough. You also don't hang out on the Battle.net forums. I went to the Battle.net Yeah, forums. I do. It's for my fucking, like, Oh, job. yeah, I guess like, that's yeah. true. That's a salty fucking place. Oh, they're salty. Just but, not for the reasons I think they would be salty. You know? Yeah. But, but generally, they're salty for the right reasons, in my experience. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, you know? Like, it's, 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 just, it's just an interesting phenomenon in, in, a, in, a, in a world where people, where it feels like if you tweak even a tiny thing, you're... Uh, your product could just go to shit. Well, compare you know? that to like like like, like Street Fighter Five. Um, uh, uh, dragon punches aren't invincible anymore. So why would you ever dragon punch? That's, that's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> like it's still a good anti-air, but you could also just crouch and fierce punch. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. And basically, the entire fan base went the fuck you say, and like a bunch of people left. So like that was a very tiny change. I mean, someone argue it's a big change, but it was like I mean that's a that is a big fucking change. That's mm -hmm. like. 
that's like saying that that's an integral part of that game too. Mm-hmm. So that's like suddenly <laughs> saying like, oh God, is there a Hearthstone equivalent to that? That you know what that would be like saying mm-hmm. that would be like if you could t- put two of every legendary card in your deck and then suddenly they said not just one, mm. and if the game started at one, and you were like so we're used to that, but if they were suddenly like yeah no you can only have one, mm-hmm. like people would be angry and I think that's a, a bigger change. Fair enough. Or if they or if they change it now like hey guess what guys you can have two. Remember when you dusted all those double legendaries you had? Oh yeah, that would, that, would, you. That, that would piss people off. I'd be furious. I'd be fe- I had opened one eye of black paw and one gold eye of black paw. <laughs> and if I couldn't have if I needed to suddenly drop sixteen hundred dust for my second eye of black paw, which I had already drawn out of a pack, I would have been I would be incredibly goddamn furious. There was that one time when I opened like four nose dormus in a row. Right? And yeah. And I dusted all of them. Well, nose dormu <laughs> is not a card anyone plays. If you open eight, if you open four rags, though, yeah, no, rag yeah, wasn't yeah, about true, to cycle yeah. out. Yeah, you'd be pretty yeah. angry about that. Am I right? No, that's true. That's true. And all right. Okay. No, no, don't. You piss off. You you avoid pissing off your community by making good decisions. All right. So we did the video games. That applies to more than video games. Uh, yeah. So um, well, there's there's one more video game I want to talk about. Okay. Cool. It'll be so Jamie goes back to his seat. Yeah. I was it, about to be like, anime, Justin, you leave. But no, okay, yeah. no, it'll be fast because this is just one game and I'm only the only one who played it. The game Tyranny is excellent. And if you guys have any warm fuzzies for 2D isometric top-down RPGs like Baldur's Gate, Planescape Tornet, um, Pillars of Eternity, it's actually by the same people who brought you Pillars of Eternity. Play Tyranny. You owe it to yourself to play Tyranny. Um to, to quickly give you an idea, basically, there's one last free nation on Earth, um, and it has been conquered by uh, Kiros, the Overlord, who's basically like the Sauron of this universe. And uh, they've been conquered pretty soundly, but now uh, a rebellion has sprung up, and it is being led by a plucky group of heroes who know that they're going to die in the effort. But they are going to do their damnness. They're going to bloody the nose of the overlord because it is the right thing to do. Because they believe in their home. They don't want their children to be slaves. And it is your job to put that fucking rebellion down. Because you work for Kiros and you won't be having any of that shit. (laughs) You are a bad fucking dude. You are not a good person. And I don't mean you are a bad person like, haha, I'm playing GTA, I'm a bad person. No, I mean like... You actively orchestrate the imperial domination of a country. Like, that's your job. Um, at least that's how the game starts. It's a very reactive game. Um, that, And there are a lot of different ways to play it. <clears throat> but if you kind of take the path of least resistance and you stay an employee of the Overlord, uh, you play a Fate Binder, which is basically a roving murder lawyer. Your job is <laughs> to, Your job is to wander the countryside and uh, deal out Kiros's justice, which is enforcing his laws and his dictates. Um, and if if that means killing people, you kill people. Um, you're not a good dude, and I spent part of that game trying to square uh, what I was doing with my own personal beliefs. Like, how do I square being a colonizer? How do I square being a bad person? And for me, 
the way I squared that was that I sided with the faction that were noble warriors as opposed to a bloody, unruly, violent, rapist mob. There were two armies you could side with. I sided with, like, the noble warriors. That's how I squared it with myself. But even then, I committed acts of genocide. I did violent shit. I did bad things. Because this was the quote-unquote, this is what I was supposed to do. And it really acts as an interesting, like, Rorschach test, like a litmus test of who you are. Of how you react. How you react to being put in that position. Mm -hmm. Um... You can actually, this is a bit of a spoiler, you can actually join the Rebellion, which is really interesting. That's going to be my next playthrough. Um, and it's fascinating. It's a fascinating game. It has a pretty decent battle system that becomes a little too easy towards the end of the game if you spec your characters well. Uh, but that's a lot of RPGs. That, that to me, is highly forgivable. Um, it's got a really interesting main cast, uh, a really interesting story the world unfolds in a really compelling way. Um, there's a lot to read. It's made, The story is mostly told towards text through text, but it's worth reading. As opposed to Wasteland, where I, Wasteland Two, where I was like, "Oh God, stop! Make it stop." This this is actually compelling prose and well written in a in a believable world. So, it's uh, sixty dollars, fifty or sixty dollars. You can get it on Steam sale. Goes on sale. Pretty often. I don't know when Jamie's going to post this, but currently there's like a 15 or 25% off uh, on Tyranny right now. So definitely grab it. Definitely play it. And, uh, you know, if there are comments, I don't know. Are there comments, Jamie? I'm going to post it Monday if possible. Tell it. Tell, well, Monday's... Actually, I think on Monday they still can get it on a discount. But tell us in the comments uh, if you play it and if you like it and uh, what you think. So I